All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we take a listener question about a topic that they were interested in because they went to our website techgumbo.net and they went to the tab for the question of the week and they submitted a question. This week's question was rather amusing. Question is... Did Elon Musk's mother actually stop the fight between Musk and Zuckerberg? And so we need to sit here and just unpack this for a little bit. For those of you who aren't terminally online, you might not have heard about this. Uh, This might not have reached all the way out into the normal person sphere. But there was a couple days wherever Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg were trading barbs across multiple multiple social media platforms. And it seemed like... Both of them were pretty serious about wanting to physically fight each other. It was billed as a cage match that this has been building for years and years and years. And the two had tentatively actually agreed over their respective social media sites to duel just because the tension between the two of them has grown to the point where words just wasn't enough anymore. The he needed to get into the ring and I'm fascinated yeah, as you mentioned, the the first, they actually tried to work together at one point in time. Facebook and SpaceX tried to work together in 2016, but there was a problem with the rocket launch and Zuckerberg pulled out. And so Zuckerberg said some not nice things about SpaceX. And then a couple of years later, when talking about artificial intelligence, Musk said some not nice things about Facebook. And so, you know, the two have had a bit of a rivalry And here it came down to Musk said something like, if this is for real, I'll do it. I'm up for a cage match if he is. And Zuckerberg's been training for some just general martial arts, and he wasn't going to back down on this. Now, in case you're wondering, this is certainly not the first time something like this has ever popped up. Going back to the early 1990s, The co-founder of Southwest Airlines, Herb Kelleher, he actually settled a business dispute by arm wrestling in front of an audience. And it was the event was called the Malice in Dallas. They actually he arm wrestled a a competitor and certainly go back to duels in history when pistols at 20 paces and things like that. So when you have these high power people with more money than brains and and they decide they need to settle something. Oh, let's go get in a cage match. And, and, you know, Zuckerberg's 39 years old and and does jujitsu. 
Musk, being 51 years old, says he's got something called the walrus move where he just falls on people. And they can't do anything. Not a good strategy with somebody who does jujitsu. Yeah, you have to think that if they did fight, Zuckerberg would have been heavily favored here. And not only do they have more money than brains, they also have more ego than money. And I think that's another thing feeling this here is that both of them consider themselves very highly. And so any sort of challenge or affront like this, they take very seriously. And... Both of them, both of them were talking a big game here. Both of them were really squaring up like this was going to happen. And let's be honest, I haven't paid for a pay-per-view anything of something of a sporting event probably going back to the 80s. I'd have paid money for this. Oh, absolutely. I would have dropped a hundred bucks on a pay-per-view and had friends over just to watch this. This would have been must-see TV. It's it truly, in in a string of absurd and ridiculous events that we have experienced, this would set the bar even higher, and I would have loved every moment of it. I don't think there would have been many. I, I think Musk would have gone down pretty quickly, but that somehow would have made it sweeter. But Elon Musk's mom, May Musk has interfered she stepped in between her son and mark zuckerberg and said you're not gonna fight she has advised musk that he is to rely on verbal communications instead of physically fighting apparently she was going to send him to his room and put him in timeout in a corner if he actually did fight of all of the embarrassing things that have happened to elon musk in the past year being forced to buy twitter Having it devalue by half in six months, this is easily the most embarrassing. To be a grown man and have your mom say, no, honey, don't worry, I'll cancel this fight for you. Oh, that is just the most, I, I have lost so much respect for him in every other aspect. But Jesus, I did not realize I could be even more embarrassed for him. It really is such a sad story. He's 51 years old. That puts his mom somewhere 70 to 80 years old, probably. And she can step in, grab him by the ear, drag him back to his room and tell him he's not going to get supper tonight. And you're not going to fight that mean guy from Facebook. That is so, so demoralizing. And oh, embarrassing is just such a not strong enough word. I agree. That's in in this way, maybe you say Zuckerberg won. <laughs> that the fact that his mom didn't wag her finger at him, and because all she had to do was she just had to tell him to not fight, and then Musk could have said, you know what, I'm here to to bury the hatchet. I I don't think we need to fight. I think that we should cancel this. And then Musk looks like the bigger person here. That's all that had to happen. But the fact that his mom goes on Twitter and says these things, oh, not a good look. Just not a good look. So to the listener who sent us that question, yes, we will be sending you the Tech Gumbo mug. 
big smile on my face when I put it in the box and ship it to you. We'll be reaching out to get your mailing address soon. If you would like a Tech Gumbo mug, you can go to our website, techgumbo.net, and take a look at that mug. It's a big 20-ounce, beautiful mug, and we ship it to you for free. And no, we don't keep your information. No, we don't sell your information. As soon as we hit send or, or send off the, the box, we just lose all records of everything because we're not interested in your information. Transitioning to our main story here, we do not store your data in mainland China, and I would testify that in front of Congress. But if you were the CEO of ByteDance America and you did that, you would have been lying. Oh, wait, that happened. Yeah, that's in a recent story that's come out. I don't normally like the word bombshell story because I think it gets overused a lot. But given how big it was that the CEO of TikTok America was talking to the U.S. government and how he explicitly said that no U.S. data is stored in China. And that was a thing that he was absolutely certain on. And then we find out not one month later that he was wrong about that. Ooh, there's going to be some things that bubble up out of this. So he had to send a letter to Congress and he basically said about that testimony that I swore under oath and basically lied to you. Well, let's just say I may have made a mistake that apparently there's there's a few limited exceptions where, you know, some of the creators, their public data, the business metrics, some of the interoperability data is it actually is kind of kept in stored in china sorry yeah that i said it there it is it's out now okay everybody happy well his argument was was that oh you only asked me about user data not creator data the creators are also users but you know you didn't ask about the creator data that's the stuff that we store in mainland china user data no 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 that's all here in the us i wasn't lying about that part you just you didn't ask your question right and boy oh boy we talk all the time on this show about how congress can't agree on the time of day well there's one thing that they can agree on and it's that they hate being lied to and that the because the immediate next question is, okay, if you were, to be generous, not telling the complete truth about this, what else were you not telling the complete truth about? This just really is, it gets back to the, it's just silly argument to begin with. The fact that all of the information that TikTok is storing on these computers in China is the same information that if TikTok wanted, they could buy all that data from Facebook, from Google, from Amazon, and store it on computers in China. It's just they would have to go through a middleman to get it. So, you know, it's okay for the boys and girls in Silicon Valley to have all that data. We just don't want the red Chinese government to have it. Yeah, that's that's a great point that I think really highlights a lot of the hypocrisy here. And I think it's a lot of it is how does it feel? And that I think we very much feel like if we wanted to, we could regulate the metas and the Googles and the Amazons of the world. We've just chosen not to. But that somehow, you know, if, if we really wanted to, we could set up some data privacy laws. Whereas what happens in mainland China is always outside of our control. Despite the fact that in practice, 
we've done virtually nothing to set up any sort of data privacy laws here in the U.S. Unless you're in the state of Montana, which we've reported that they had banned the use of TikTok at all in the state of Montana. Well, now there's a bunch of TikTok creators that are suing the state of Montana saying, hey, you're putting us out of business. We were making money using TikTok and you're hurting us, U.S. citizens, citizens of Montana. You can't do that. Yes, their argument is that we as users are having our First Amendment rights violated. And that's a pretty powerful statement that there's people from the Columbia University First Amendment Institute think that it's a pretty powerful argument and that they expect this ban to be overturned because the challenge is strong in how it's framed. Now, one interesting little footnote to this, TikTok is actually writing the check for the legal fees for these creators. So while these people are being put out of business because they can't create their videos for TikTok unless they drive across the state to Wyoming or, or Idaho. You know, they drive across some imaginary line on a map and all of a sudden they can make all the videos they want, which is just silly. But TikTok bad, not in Montana, because Montana's got so many secrets and so much critical data up there in the mountains with the moose and the deer and the streams and the Yellowstone Ranch. And I'm trying to think of whatever else could be in Montana. <laughs> you pretty much named everything in the whole state there. But yeah, I think that that's you're right that for most of these people, they're just generic U.S. citizens. And we really have to ask, what is this ban trying to do? What are we really trying to achieve with it? And I think that's a lot of why you're going to see this challenge be so effective is that in the U.S., the First Amendment is the first. It's number one for a reason that you have to have a really, really good reason to do something which violates it. And just TikTok gives me bad vibes is not good enough. And so you're going to have to put together a much better argument that's much more crafted, much more nuanced, much more targeted. And this just isn't it what they have in Montana. So some of the examples, there's a 36-year-old mother of three. She lives in Bozeman. She has 200,000 followers on TikTok. And she makes a, you know, a nice little living from, and if it's not a full living, maybe it's a side hustle, but she makes some extra money from that. And you've got four other content creators that are listed here. One's a 25-year-old college student with 217,000 followers. You've, you've got all these people. This is how they're making money. They're not robbing banks. They're not knocking over liquor stores. They're not pickpocketing little old ladies in the mall. They're doing legal, legitimate work to earn a living creating content, kind of like we're doing here, by the way, and being told by the state, no, you can't do that anymore, is just wrong on a lot of levels. And it also, one of the things that we have talked about for years now on this platform is social media regulation, and that. In the past, the Supreme Court has been able to 
sidestep the question. They've been able to only give very narrow answers, very small answers, ones that really didn't alter the social media landscape very heavily. They were able to you know, defer to lower courts and uphold a lot of precedents. Well, we're getting closer and closer to them just not being able to do that anymore. The actions that are being taken are too large here that there's no way to punt on this. Either the Supreme Court upholds the ban which would be very large and have a lot of implications for social media broadly, or it disallows the ban. And that would also be very large and have a lot of implications for social media broadly. That's it just, it's too ingrained into modern American life and the attempts by state governments to regulate it and to stab at it are getting too broad that's we need a federal framework. We need some sort of national legislation, some way to understand it and have all the states agree on what they're going to do about it, because otherwise stuff can get to the Supreme Court much faster and it's going to keep getting to the Supreme Court. Montana will not be the last state to do something stupid with social media and it's all going to end up in front of the Supreme Court. And despite everyone's best efforts, that's where our legislation is going to come from. So the good news is this is going to start off in state courts, and it's going to go through the all all the levels of the courts in in Montana. And then if it gets overturned and and then appealed and appealed, and then it'll go to the federal courts. And so it might take seven, eight, ten years to get to the Supreme Court, maybe sooner. TikTok may not be a thing by the time that it gets to the Supreme Court because people have moved on with the short attention spans that we have because five years ago, nobody had ever heard of TikTok. And it's very likely that within the next several years, the next TikTok is going to come along and push TikTok to the back of the shelf. So uh, there's just so much to do about nothing. And then you got the state of Louisiana, which has gone out and they've banned TikTok on on their state-owned devices, and what is it really going to accomplish? Yeah, Louisiana is not the only state. There's a large number of states that have banned it on government devices, and the argument given is normally the same, that it's about cybersecurity. But if you're going to do it on purely government devices, I'm still really skeptical. But to go all the way down to the Wi-Fi in college dorms, some freshmen watching videos whenever they first moved in after their parents dropped them off, they're not giving up state secrets. There's no reason to ban TikTok from them. You're just going to make the next generation angry. It's not like some employee for the Department of Natural Resources driving around has the nuclear launch codes. That's not what what happens and so okay you ban this one app from being used on the phone okay great but you're allowing google on the phone you're allowing facebook and amazon to be on those phones and all that information is going back to the same sources that same amount of of information same types of information is being collected and stored and you're not upset about that the double standard just really bothers me. Oh, it's it is very transparent. It is very obvious. 
but it <laughs> seems like that's just the way this issue's become polarized. And unless some party makes a radical change, I don't know that we're going to see anything different. And circling back to what we started this segment with, the TikTok CEO saying there's no user data stored in mainland China, only for it to come out that it's creator data stored in mainland China is not doing anything to turn down the temperature on these regulations. And so we will continue to watch, and as things happen, we'll let you know. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission, and that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula, so proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show, or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast, which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.